Oh, well, Redders, how are you? This is a special occasion. I haven't drank on this show in a long time, but I got some old buddies here, and it's time for a Miller Lite. I've been on the um, I've been on the seltzer train because my wife is a uh, what the youngins would call a basic bitch, and that's just what's in the fridge. But I'm having a Miller Lite to celebrate the old times. Uh, before we get into who our guest is and why I'm drinking celebratory wise, I need to tell you that I have me and Trey have a new book out. Uh, it's called Round Here Over Yonder. It is a travel guide. We talked about the South. We talked about the rest of the United States. And the way over yonder yonder is the UK. You can get it on pre-order right now. I'm going to put the link in the description. But if you're just listening to this and you're not going to the description, CoreyRyanForster.com will get you there and all my other cool shit. But hey, enough of that. I want to talk about a comedy duo that is taking the country, nay, the world by storm. And I'm talking, of course, about Chattanooga's own. Welcome them to the show. First time, long time. It's good cop, rad cop, everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. hey, this is great. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Live audience. It's a glowing this is review. This is, thank wow. you so much. So cool. Wow. That was very abruptly ending uh, the, that applause break. But, yeah. Hey, that was not a soundboard, ladies and gentlemen. There are fans outside of their house clamoring to get in. We're the Beatles of Decatur, How are you guys? Georgia. We're good. I'm man. great. We're doing really yeah. You're in Decatur, Georgia? Yeah. Do you live yeah, in we, Decatur, Georgia now? Yeah. We moved into Decatur. I didn't know that. Decatur in Not to uh, brag January of uh, this year, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I did know that, but that makes me sad. Oh, now I can't just pop in randomly to see Ryan like I always did when nah, he was in dude. Chattanooga. No, nah, you have to drive uh, about an hour and a half to do that. But I'm in Georgia now, now which is way cooler than being in Tennessee. Yeah. Is it? That's fun to hear from a Georgian myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, you know how bad it is in Tennessee, so. You know. I do, but I feel like it's pretty rough here. But I mean, you got to understand, I live in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district, mm, so yeah. like, it's the worst of the worst. We live in progressive town, basically. It's very progressive. Yeah. People walk to school here. Yeah. Super, really? Yeah. It's yeah. Very, we- it's kind of weird. Very Andy Griffith energy out here. Yeah. Where we're at. Well, we live right by Agnes really- Scott university okay okay so, yeah, right on that's college so david just thinks all these hot guys live there, and i'm like <laughs> dave those are lesbians that's not true it's <laughs> not true people walk to high school i see children walking yeah by I'm like dave don't call those I'm, kids hot yeah growing up in Tennessee, i see a child walk by himself i'm like this is a federal crime yeah. <laughs> so i was gonna say since you've child. since you've moved to georgia you're allowed to be within 30 feet of a school now that's nice dave i'm really <laughs> yeah happy it's pretty you. cool i don't want to brag or anything yeah. but i'm back baby yeah dave's back. well you're you're in you're in georgia now but you're not going to be in georgia for long because you guys are about to go on a little mini tour with i think one of all of our heroes when we were kids that's bobcat goldthwaite before we get too far into this conversation i like everybody to plug their shit up top because well, yeah. people might have died you. from laughter by the end of this podcast and they oh, won't yeah. hear your plug so plug all your shit all right. Uh, well, first, let's plug our dates. So we're with Bobcat Goldweight on the 18th. We're in Charlotte at, I believe, the E... I can't remember the name of the venue. Fuck. <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> Charlotte, we're on that's the 18th. That's almost, that's almost sold out anyway, so I'm not even fucking worried about playing <laughs> right. that one. Uh, JJ's Bohemia, yeah, yeah. where we've all been and had a great time there. We're there the 19th with Bobcat at JJ's in Chattanooga. And then on the 20th, we're uh, going to the Bijou Theater. Your fans will know that place very well. Um, of course. Yeah, that's the where Bijou they saw Theater you guys with, with us. In Knoxville. Yeah. 
so yeah, we're we're playing that, and we're very stoked to be back at the theater. And excited to get accustomed to being at the Bijou Theater. Yeah, we're a theater act now, baby. <laughs> You are you are a theater act, yeah. That's great. You're go- going from JJ's Bohemia one night to the Bijou the next night. Like it took me 15 years to make that jump, and you're doing yeah. it in one night. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those the power are, of that's two a com- people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a complete. That's a completely uh, different uh, different scene. Uh, and both will be vo- both will be fantastic shows. But yeah. you know, there, there's a difference in uh, both of those playing a theater is a whole different beast but you've done it before uh, in that specific theater mm-hmm. the fucking bijou is a wonderful place to see mm-hmm. comedy and i'm not saying that just because i love the place but the reason i love the place is because that's true not every theater i'm happy when we sell out a theater or even get asked to play at one don't get me wrong but there's some where you're like okay we're just going to get through this because it's large it's cavernous the people are way back there but the bijou they're right up in your face mm-hmm. it's a fucking uh, good time and by the way just to in case anybody was wondering, yes, we are going to have uh, the boys here, Good Cop, Rad Cop, play us a little ditty uh, later, a little preview yeah. so, so of don't the leave. show. Yeah, stay. Yeah, don't leave. No, stay. <laughs> Absolutely, stay on the show. I do want to ask you guys. I mean, when I, I can't remember. Like I, I, I know I was. I remember being aware of it when it happened, but now time flies. I've had a kid. We've been on tour. When did this band form? Like three years ago during twenty twenty. Basically, yeah, March yeah. of 2020. We did pretty much right. We when did we got like a one-off show uh, right before 2020, and then we moved in together, and uh, the pandemic hit, so we just started hanging out and grinding. Yeah, the band before Musically the pandemic kind of started out as like a thing we would do for shows as like a joke. You know, it was just right. like a gimmicky thing that we got added to like two shows to do. Now and, it's like a whole gimmicky show, and we now do. we're it's like what we do now, and so. Um, but yeah, it, it's been really cool. But yeah, we started with uh, that guy who sold all that hand sanitizer in Tennessee. You remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I heard about it because of y'all. Yeah, that that guy is he launched our career as comedy musicians. So shout know. out to him. Thank yeah. you so much. Big ups to that dude. If He's anyone's awesome. thinking of doing something stupid and selfish, please let us know beforehand. We'd <laughs> yeah. love to write a song about you. We need about fifteen minutes to write a song about. Did that guy end up going to jail? No, God. No, but they ended yeah, up taking not. all of his hand sanitizer away. Yeah, right. He ended up for the for he ended every- up donating it. <laughs> yeah, that's what. It yeah, was. for everybody for everybody that doesn't remember, and please, y'all feel free to fill me in on the parts that I'm missing because this was like I remember this was a story like during week two of the pandemic. Literally uh, immediately, I still had a like, job when like, this happened. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah, Jesus! I, hadn't been I fired didn't. Yet. I, it was brand new. Yeah, the pandemic was. I immediately didn't have a job. It was really wild because I'm an, like we're independent contractors, so like basically each week after I do a club, I'm technically unemployed until I go to the next one, and so because. Like nobody knew how long the pandemic was going to last. I just kept getting fired from jobs every week. Like every week, <laughs> yeah. some club would call me like, hey, you're fired. So that was fucking awesome. But if I remember correctly, this dude, what he did was, um, you know, the mother of all invention is necessity. And this guy realized that, hey, there's about to be a big fucking surge in people getting hand sanitizer so he went i guess did he take out a loan or his daddy just had a lot of money and he bought all the hand sanitizer in tennessee 
Yeah, him and his brother did that. Hey, it wasn't just Tennessee. He went to Georgia he and went to, Alabama, it was like too, Kentucky. I think. It was he tried like to North, clear out the southeast. It was mostly yeah. also like not like – he wasn't doing it in like Nashville, Knoxville. He was doing it mostly in like those towns Underserved right outside. communities. Mostly yeah. Dollar, dollar Generals yeah. would be what he'd hit up, you know. So he and hit up he, the DG and just any place and just – he jacked up the price. I think he jacked it up maybe like 500%. Oh, more than that. Because a bottle of hand sanitizer like used to be like bucks. $2, and then he was yeah. trying to sell them for like 75 on Amazon. Yeah, so he's the Martin Screlly of the hand sanitizer world. Yeah. Yeah. He was and, very confident that what he was doing was fine and ethical. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that, that this is where This is where I go. There's a huge difference between smart and right. Because uh, I heard a lot of people being like, well, it's smart. It's supply and demand. Like, why wouldn't you do that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, because people need to cleanse themselves yeah. <laughs> of germs during this horrible time. It's a great but, way to figure uh, out who's you, a piece of shit. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, dude, the pandemic was real good for figuring out who was <laughs> a piece of shit. People. Like, uh, there was people that you, like, had an idea that they were a piece of shit, but you're like, I don't know. I mean, we're all pieces of shit at the bar. And then the pandemic, you were like, everybody was getting that certified piece of shit stamp, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, y'all lampoon, y'all lampoon this fella in a song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and now you have this blossoming career where, mm-hmm. you know, you're selling out fucking JJ's Bohemia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool getting bumped up to uh, headliner. Just kind of you know, and I mean we're in the early stages of it, but it's it's nice we're hitting some clubs up and some smaller rooms. But it's it's been good. It's been really weird. We were out at a show. We, we, you know, our buddy friend of the show here, DJ Lewis. DJ invited us up to a barn party uh, show for like his landlord. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. we got there and <laughs> on the goat farm. Yeah, yeah, on the goat ruled. farm. And like two guys <laughs> who didn't know there was even a show going on saw us and were like, We've seen you guys on TikTok. And I was like, Yeah, I was like, Yeah, we're fucking up on we're TikTok. We're kind of a big deal. Yeah. So it's our one video is kind of a big deal. We're getting so big that people accidentally know who we are. So Which is nice. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking awesome. That's pretty nice. Well, I'm so I'm so happy because I knew that you weren't gonna make it as a straight up comedian. And I I told <laughs> you that for years. It's the raw truth though. It's, it's, <laughs> no. it's embrace reality. It's true. If only you, all of us could have ridden Trey's coattails, we would have been uh, so, so, so Hey, what are you going to do? They are <laughs> yeah, dirty, dirty, do, slimy coattails. Um, so you just mentioned TikTok, though. I don't really know much about the TikTok world. Are y'all like considered big on TikTok? Is that real? No. No, no we, we have a couple solid videos. Yeah. We get some stuff that'll do. We, we've only been fucking around with TikTok for about a month, month and a half now. And then we've got, um, but like, I mean, two of the videos have got like a hundred something that we'll play one of the songs. That's we, better than mine. Have. Yes. Yeah. But yes, yeah, please do, do. They do numbers. Isn't that the fucking most annoying part of all this is like you put so much work into the songs, you put so much work into the chemistry between y'all, but then it's like, hey, none of that matters unless you upload it to these seven places and use the correct hashtag. And none of them, like I remember used to, like when I first started out in social media was a thing, like all of the social media platforms kind of had, it's like, oh, what works on this one will also work on this one. But now they're all so fucking different that you can't just, like you know what I mean? Like you put a video yeah, on Twitter true. and it's like you gotta shave twenty seconds off of it if you want to put it on Instagram and yep. then on TikTok it's gotta be this. So uh the funny, good on you. 
one of my favorite things about this is the different types of people that go to each platform and are you're yeah. commenting because oh, yeah. Facebook, we, had this we have the dumbest fucking fans on yeah. Facebook. Facebook is just full of dummies. And then YouTube is people who are just haters. And then TikTok yeah. is where people are like, TikTok and Instagram are generally where people Facebook like, in my experience, Facebook was for haters. We put a video on TikTok yeah. and people were like, they're old. Yeah, they're like, this is a nice video. And then we put one on Facebook and just for no reason, people were like, God's not real. <laughs> they yeah, started yeah. arguing. It's like, bro, this song isn't even about God. What are you <laughs> whining about? Well, the f- Facebook lost a lot of their users to COVID. Uh, so that was yeah, good. Yeah, they really did. Um, it re- they really did. And like, I'm with you in that like Instagram and TikTok seem to be for younger people. And say what you will about the younger generation, but like they're definitely fucking nicer. Like it's a they're yeah, a more yeah. they're a more kind, supporting, nurturing. Like they see you living your dream, and they're like, hey, yeah. even if it's not for them, they'll be like, well, by God, they're trying. But like mm-hmm. Facebook is where people's dreams have not come true, and they're yeah. taking it out on you for trying to live yours. Yeah, like, this content have, like, good is for me, energy. and it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where do I complain? <laughs> Who do I complain to? Is this something that you, the when you first started doing comedy, that you thought, well, I'll end up doing music, or does this did this take you by complete surprise? Definitely. I mean, the second, <laughs> yeah, we both did music music in the past. I leaned uh, into comedy, and then uh, kind of I leaned into it so long I forgot I had any musical skills at all. So right. when we started when we started doing music, I was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty good at this. We can right. we can combine these two things. It ended up just kind of working out that the two hobbies melded together into something that didn't suck. Yeah, before I started stand up, I was in bands and then I got kicked out of the last band I was in because I was kind of a control freak when it came to like what I like to write and like I you know and like I'd be like ah this sucks don't he was always don't trying to write songs blah. about dicks and balls and, and they were like, <laughs> so they just kicked emo? me out of the band and so then I started stand up because I was like well the only person who can tell me I suck is the audience and like myself and so uh, the only person you have to answer to is yourself so I did stand up for years and then I mean I still do stand up a little bit but. I mean, this is we're busy with this, so I like never really do much stand up anymore. Well, the goal has to be to get big enough and then open for yourself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. Like you As both go out. Yeah, or you know, just like you both go out, you do ten minutes, and then you come back together as the band, and then you yeah. don't have to fucking pay openers. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. been thinking mm-hmm. about it myself. Like we would anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you, start, you start a band that you opens for you. <laughs> no, I would. I was thinking about like I have all these different characters, so I was like, well, if I could write the buttercream dream fifteen minutes, yeah. I could just go do him and then introduce my next act, which is Aunt Lita, and then me, Corey Forster, the comedian, only has to do like thirty. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so I could just give them. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Medea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll Tyler Perry it up. I don't mind. Oh uh, but God. yeah, like, so if I write a joke and I don't deem it good enough for Corey Ryan Forster, I'll just give that to the Buttercream Dream. He you can give make it, to it the work. Wrestling guy? Yeah, and if That's and if nice. Buttercream Dream works it out and it's too good, Corey will take that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can I workshop my own shit. No. I like I that buttercream doesn't work. Your, I give it to Ryan. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that buttercream dream is your like Chris Gaines dude. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's they're both sad. Clearly depressed. <laughs> uh, when games? did each of you, 
when did each of you start playing the get fiddle and and get get into music? Like Ryan, you said you were in bands, but you were you also like in band in high school? Yeah, I played. Uh, well, <laughs> if you want to know, I knew you my, weren't cool, but my parents wanted to make sure I stayed a virgin forever, so I played yeah, trumpet right. in homeschool band. <laughs> <laughs> Just by yourself. <laughs> so that's that's a real thing that I that I did. Just playing taps every morning by yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Like so, homeschool, and I don't know how familiar you are with it, but there's like shit you do with other homeschoolers because they're like, listen, yeah. if you have to have some sort of social interaction. So they, once a week we had like band. And so like I played trumpet in homeschool band with a bunch of fucking, those homeschoolers that I was in band with, I would be looking around being like, these guys are a bunch of fucking homeschoolers. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know that I'm homeschooled, but these motherfuckers are homeschooled. Homeschooled, dude. Yeah. They're fucking, uh, what the Duggar kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, you were in that. You, Dave, uh, was your, did your life start out that sad or or was it different? Oh yeah. My life started out sad as shit, but I'll just talk about the music. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just started doing choir when I was in like the third grade. I've been singing since I was like born. Uh, I started doing choir. Yeah. I started doing choir in the third grade. I did it uh, until I graduated. Uh, I did like all state choir and stuff. I, I did well. I was, I was good in choir. Uh, And then I did some piano stuff when I was in high school, but nothing uh, prolific or anything. I did some piano stuff. Makes it sound so dirty. <laughs> yeah, I slapped my balls on the keyboard a little bit, and it, it made. No, we didn't play tunes. music; just some, just some light piano stuff. Like you know how it goes. like Radiohead stuff. You know. Is now, other than thing? karaoke, what kind of music do you do, Corey? Like, did you ever play in a band or anything? I, I used to sit in with bands and just lend vocals. Like, I had, I just basically all it was for me was I had buddies that would play like the bars on the North Shore when we were like in our mid 20s. And oh, so I yeah. would be there and I found out um, pretty early on that number one, a lot of my buddies wanted to take a break to go talk to a lady. And so I would go just fill in for them, not playing any instruments, yeah. but just sing. And I noticed that every time I did that, the bar gave me the free drinks as well because they considered me part of the band so i would always just be like y'all got to give me at least one fucking song because i've (laughs) ran up a huge tab you know so that was it like no no dude nothing in any capacity uh like just music bucket spots yeah well you've got i mean i know you've got a you've got a a hell of a voice so it's fine yeah you got a good you get got good pipes man start a band fuck it you wrote a book you did. Yeah, you <laughs> all, man. I, yeah, I think that I should just collaborate with you guys on on things like I us do like one, too. one song every two or three months. It fills my void, you know. Now yeah. I got to drive to Decatur, though. I don't fucking know. We can do like an MF Doom thing where you pretend to be me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. See, that's the thing. We don't want to tour, really. So yeah. we thought about setting up a franchise for the band where we just sell our songs to just like a yeah. like a fat guy and another idiot. And then, yeah, just start wearing helmets back. like Dead Mouse. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You guys have to do this, and then yeah, Cop- well, I don't, 
I don't think there's any two people who could play like twins or brothers better than me and Dave. <laughs> like, we could pull that off. <laughs> like we could pull that off pretty good. Like you just put a hat on. I can't take mine off. Otherwise, you know, completely bald. But like we could, we could fucking, we could work that out. So what, how's the, how's the scene going for y'all? Like now that you're living in a different place, like, you know, in Chattanooga, I feel like y'all knew everybody knew everything. You know, what was the, what was the transition like getting to a different spot? It was weird for, I mean, it wasn't weird. We knew a few people when we first moved here, um, but they've, uh, we've ingratiated really well. Everyone in the Atlanta scene is extremely nice. And now we kind of know everybody and we're having a good time. Like everyone's super cool. I really enjoy this seat. I like living here. Yeah. It's our first time living in like a big scene. And my I first mean, time living in a big city. Uh, at just all. the caliber of comedy is just so like hard, like so good here. Like it's just, Leaps and bounds. I mean, it's one of the best, if not the best scene in the country. So we have a lot of people to look up to and watch. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes I'll be on shows and be like, man, this is a fucking hell of a show. Who's closing it out? And then I'm like, oh, fucking, we are. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's weird and intimidating. It's so many, like, packed rooms and, like, we will do, like, and we'll kill. But I often find myself in the back of the room being like, who the fuck is closing the show? And yeah. they're like, oh, fucking, it's yeah, us. that's me and Dave going to fucking end this shit. We're going to eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always a little scared. And then we get up there and I'm like, oh, which yeah, is good. Not, you should always not. be a little scared. Yeah, I think. I would. I definitely think that the second that you don't feel anything, you should give mm-hmm. someone else your spot. You yeah, know what I mean? Because sure. it, it clearly does. And also, I think you'd have to be a literal psychopath in order to because people ask me they're like i've been doing it for a while and they're like do you still get nervous and i'm like 100 yeah. it, it's a different it's not Every a debilitating time. nervous like it used to be like I used to like my hand yeah. yeah like my hand would literally shake now it's more of a just like i, I kind of it's like a anxious like i can't wait to get started because i know once i get started it's the waiting as tom yeah. petty said that is the hardest part mm-hmm. but i know when i get started i'm like I'm going to be floating for 30 yeah. minutes to an hour yeah. or whatever. The switch kicks but, on. You're on the cloud. Yeah, but. exactly. But like, there's still fucking nerves. Like, are you kidding me? Like I'm still having to do this in front of human beings. Yeah. Like, I'm about to speak what if in they public. hate it? Yeah. <laughs> what if they hate Most it? Most people's worst nightmare yeah. speaking in public. Yeah. And we've had sets. I mean, I, and like, I'm saying how good we're doing, but I mean, we had a rough one on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, they, we've they eaten happen, a couple plates of shit in the past, but it's usually it's not, not our us. fault. When it yeah, happens. of course not. It's, it's the fucking audience. They're yeah. morons. It's the sound system. It's the fucking stupid podunk piece of shit town you're in. I know yeah. y'all are playing a lot of VFWs, so it could be that. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking yeah. at you, but they're somewhere else. You know what I mean? I've played we've those rooms. have never played a VFW. Maybe we have should you have that experience. Uh, we've got asked to do one we have been out asked near, to do one, near we Atlanta. We need to go yet. do it. Yeah. It was the, the morning Marietta, because I played that one. I think uh, it might have been the one in Marietta. It might be the one in Marietta. I think it was the one in Marietta. Okay, yeah, yeah it might be. There was a time in my career where if you told me that you'd never played a VFW, I would take a drag off a cigarette and go, you ain't a fucking comedian unless you play the fucking VFW. I was so proud of that. It's like all I had was that I had played yeah. so many shitty places. Um, I'm glad that we got there on – you said that you've, you've eaten shit uh, with this act because I do want to know, um, since you've had experience doing regular stand-up and now – stand up with music do you and i'm genuinely asking do you find that you get a little bit more grace with the guitar 
You know what yes. I mean? I think so. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think but, we, we have to earn their trust a lot. Yeah. We have to earn their trust. I think more so than you do. Yeah. Without a guitar, because, you think so? Uh, yeah, because a lot of guitar acts. I mean, honestly, I mean, especially yeah, with, especially with comedians. Like, yes. uh, especially with with. I mean, fortunately, we are respected amongst comics, and because right. if we weren't, it, well, we would quit. Yeah. But. Um, you know, I think an audience kind of will see a guitar act and be like, oh, this is a fucking, you know, guitar act. And then we get up there and we're not smarter. We're not the smartest guys in the room. We are not trying to be clever or even write good songs. We're trying to be dumb as fuck. Yeah, and, don't, don't, you're definitely clever. Yeah. I wouldn't say you are dumb and you're all those other things you said, but don't, don't <laughs> not give yourself clever because well, your you. songs are fucking clever as shit. Well, thank you. You're both. Well, uh, ugly and dumb and <laughs> not worth anything, but like you're very clever. With that being said, with the two piece act in particular, if we start eating shit, we can't like bail. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. So if, if they don't like a song, they just they just don't have a good time for like another three minutes. Yeah, I guess there's no I, going away from. Yeah, you're. I stuck. guess in my brain, I guess in my brain, I was like, well, if you don't like care for the words of this song. Like everybody still at least likes hearing a guitar. You know what I mean? They could just sort of like wrong. tune out. Yeah. I'm, Some people and I, and do I, not like hearing a guitar. I'm not that good at a guitar. <laughs> yeah. If I was that good at guitar, I wouldn't be in a comedy band. It hasn't yeah, happened very no. much, but we played one or two shows where it's just like beginning to end. They're just like, this guitar sucks. Yeah, <laughs> really. Sucks. Everything yeah. about this band is terrible. Yeah. But, you, but y'all are so right because like I do feel like, it, at least in my experience with guitar acts, when there's a guitar act, this is either about to be the worst thing I've ever seen, or <laughs> this is, or this is one of the best things I've ever seen. And there's not really in the middle. Yeah. Like it's I like don't a know many mixed music. Yes, I don't know many <laughs> guitar acts that I go. They're fine. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like I yeah. don't. I'm either like I, I'm fucking really into them, or I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. And obviously, I'm not going to name names. But listen, if you're out there. And you're a guitar act, and and you know me, and we've hung out. I'm you're good. You know what I mean. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. Uh, but if I pretended I didn't know who you were, I'm, I'm talking about you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Donnie Marsh. Uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't consider Donnie an act. So, so, so I know. The Donny heads, the Donny heads are are uh, are going to be coming at you. What button was was that? Applause button. It's, that was the applause button. All right, cool. I'm going to have yeah. to get the soundboard that you guys have. It's, I like it's that a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. got six well, buttons, and they all have applause on them. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. I am very broke now that I have a child. Um, yeah, okay. and so on on comedy, kind of sort of. Uh, me trying to pick this apart because I don't, I mean, I know what comedy is, but I don't really know what your world is. You're obviously both up there together. So improv is, I mean, you can do it obviously, but like you both got to be on the same page. Whereas if I'm up there by myself and like you said, somebody's not feeling it, I Mm -hmm. can fucking immediately go cut that shit, do this, do this. How's your communication process on stage and double part to that question. Do you both sort of have, that one song that you sort of save for like, okay, if shit goes south, this is a fucking banger. 
You know what I mean? Like, do you you keep that one? Like, is there? Or it might just be your closer. I don't know. It is our closer. That's our closer. <laughs> yeah. You so, don't have another uh, one. You can play so one is, if things, the show are, if things are going bad <laughs> six minutes into the set, we're like, let's close this so, out. There are definitely songs we go. We're not doing that. Yeah, like, right. there, there are definitely songs. If like if you're at a church. Well, if things are yeah, <laughs> yeah, where you go? Play God, we should yeah. play a church show. What really an experience should, that yeah. would be. Yeah. Fuck, maybe DJ can book us one. Uh, yeah, we no, we'll uh, we definitely have songs where we won't play them. Um, I would say as far as our communication goes, I like to go up with the mentality of like I won't let Dave bomb and Dave won't let yeah. me bomb. Right. So no matter like what happens, we just have each other's back. And we spent so much time with each other that at this point it's kind of natural. We mm-hmm. can just kind of look at each other in the eyes and be like, I right. don't <laughs> I think we should do something else. Yeah. It's really funny because like even when we're in like bombing situations, I will still find something funny that Dave will do that make that'll like make me laugh. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch him and, or he'll really, if we're bombing, sometimes Dave turns it up way harder than mm-hmm. it needs to go. Of course. <laughs> like comically that, large. Yeah. That will make me start laughing. And then Which I'm like, yeah. have, it uh, has to like, that, like, he's not bombing yeah. to me. So it does it end up going better? Effect? Yeah. Yeah. Does I it end up going better after that? If, I mean, if you're eating complete shit and someone sees somebody laughing, that can kind of yeah. open up the yeah. floodgates well, a little bit. I mean, people can definitely tell when, you're having a good time on stage yeah, and that yeah. 100% affects how they perceive you. Like yeah. if this, act, I, if we hated each other, this act would not work. Oh God, no. Yeah. Like <laughs> I wouldn't work I, at all. I've noticed if I'm in a really good mood, my act goes better. Even if I'm saying the same words than when I'm in a bad mood, like it's just mm-hmm. and like, maybe my face doesn't even show. There's fuck. I mean, I don't know, man. Like I don't normally believe in hippie shit, but I sort of do yeah. believe in like you give off an energy and yeah, people can sort of like, an aura you know what i mean and like every time i've been in a super good mood i've smashed and every time i've i won't say every time i've been in a bad mood i did bad because that would mean i would do bad all the fucking time (laughs) but you know there there have been times when i was like i think they could tell that uh i that my wife yelled at me before yeah for sure or whatever a thing uh, piggybacking sort of on that question of you being able to go off of each other and of course you have the chemistry and you're talking about bombing does it make bombing easier when you have a comrade up there with you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping you'd say yes, because if not, I'm like, what's the fucking upside of yeah, this shit? There, it, yeah, it's splitting boy, your money, which you, is dog you, shit in the first place. When you bomb anyway, it sucks hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sucks really hard. Right. So bombing but, with two people is... Yeah. You get to ride back with someone in the car and complain about it, which well, is nice. Right. Also, our See closer, whose fault it was. Yeah, like, exactly. Our closer also ends with Dave generally rolling around on the ground with his shirt off and like me pretending yeah. we're having... Bijou Theater, come you, see me with my shirt off, we, rolling around. Yes. We usually have like a crazy ending to our sets. And so when we're bombing, it's very funny to me that we're still putting it on that mm-hmm. hard, even though right. no, like we have, a I will do sing- it if we're bombing. Like, I, I mean, don't Saturday care. we have a, we have a group sing along in one of our songs where we do the, the, try, yeah. the uh, to the, the main part of Hey Jude, but we yeah. change the words to it. The na na na's from Hey Jude. And then we're be- and so when we're bombing, we're like, "All right, now just the ladies." And we hand the mic to them, and it's silent, and we just wait. We'll just wait while the beats it takes, and then we're like, "And now the fellas," you know. And yeah. so I mean, it's just truly silent, and we're just acting like everybody's having an awesome time. 
Um, that's great. That's that's really funny. But I mean, it's very funny to the comics. But it's it's the audience is like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Well, pausing for station ID here, this is the Well-Read Podcast. We're talking to Good Cop, Rad Cop. You can find them in Charlotte, Knoxville, and Chattanooga with the legendary Bobcat Goldthwait. We're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, we're actually going to hear some of the musical stylings of these bad boys, if that's all right with you. Before we go to break, remember, my new, me and Trey's new book, Around Here, Over Yonder, available for pre-sale. The uh, uh, ticket li- or the fucking whatever the link to get the book is in the description, along with the link to get all the dates from these boys. We will be right back. Hey, y'all, if you're not already listening to Putting On Airs with Trey Crowder and Corey Ryan Forster, I don't know what your problem is. It's a very, very fun show. It is a show wherein two hillbilly dum dums, i.e., me and Trey, talk about fancy people and their culture, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, as you will, and also some history lessons. It is a lot of fun. It is pretty much politic-free. So if you need to unwind, you know, you get tired of the daily hubbub and whatnot, and you just want to kill an hour and a half being joyous and nothing but pure fun, I could not suggest putting on airs more. Thank you for listening wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can watch at watchpoa.com. Please be sure to give us a five-star review if you think we deserved it. It takes you two seconds, but it helps us so much. That's putting on airs. You are not listen to it. Skew. All right, and now that we are done with our uh, our sponsors, the great sponsors of this show, which if I had to guess, it was uh, just me yet again plugging the Putting On Airs podcast uh, and or my book, Round Here Over Yonder. We are back. With the musical stylings, I feel like Johnny Carson. Uh, these next fellas, they uh from Chattanooga. Now they're living in Decatur. Uh, this is the musical stylings of Good Cop, Rad Cop. <laughs> All right, uh, this is a this is a new one. Shitty submarine, a shitty submarine, a shitty submarine. All right. We all died in a shitty submarine, a shitty submarine, a shitty submarine. And that's that one. Thank you so much. I am so upset right now because before we went to break, I I wanted to just get y'all's opinion on the submarine shit because (laughs) the the only people I've talked about it to were like Trey and Drew. And I was like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. new people. And I was like, I know that the new cycle of that is over, but I have been fucking literally obsessed with it. And I just, I wanted to ask y'all your opinion on the submarine, but I think I got it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty that's much pretty it. Much I mean, we can talk. Opinion. We can talk about it uh, at the at the uh, after the break. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll do another song. This is a love song. Um, uh, if anybody's eating, I recommend uh, don't eat during this song. <laughs> what song do you think it is? Dave Dave literally goes. Songs. Dave goes. <laughs> is this the gross song? It's like <laughs> yeah, this is the gross song. So uh, you've been warned. <laughs> One, two, one, two, three. Wanna bite the pimples right off of your back and suck out all the pus. Wanna chew your toenails and swallow them whole while you talk about Elon Musk. 
<laughs> we want to lick your back ear with the tip of our tongue. We want to jerk off your dog and swallow its cum. We're the biggest piss freaks in all the land. We're a human toilet band. I don't know why this would not go good at live. This is the song we usually go. We're not doing this one. <laughs> we'll eat your grandma's diapers, but we'll wear them first. Even if she's dead. We'll gargle diarrhea from your granddad's ass and spit it on each other's heads. We'll come in a trough, we'll fill it up to the top, and then we'll slurp it all down. These piggies love their slop. We're the biggest <laughs> cum sluts in all the land. We're a human toilet band. Now, we know we only have like a couple minutes left of the podcast, and we want to end it. We usually have 40 more verses to this song, but we'll cut that. No, keep going. <laughs> this is the last verse. One, two, one, two, three. Wanna bring a straw to a porta potty at a Renaissance fair in June? We'll build a build a bear out of pubic hair and give it to your nephew. We don't wanna be gross, but we just can't stop. Life's a cum load and our mouth is a mop. And Jesus Christ died for all our sins. Yeah, we're a secret Christian band. <laughs> Jesus Christ died for all our sins. Yeah, we're a secret Christian band. <laughs> Thank you. That one goes out to James My God, that had it all for me. I mean... You're drinking cum, you're eating grandma's diapers, and you're oh, praising yeah. God. I mean, it's fuck e- me. That's a country finished. song. Oh, three <laughs> you. three chords in the truth. Song. It didn't mention <laughs> yeah. diapers, piss. <laughs> I should write y'all a letter just like Steve Goodman did. To David Corey wrote you. me a letter. He didn't say nothing about piss or eating diapers cum. or God. <laughs> sucking off your dad. <laughs> oh my god verse of this song and it goes a little something <laughs> like this alright I think uh, my, my our next collaboration because we've collaborated a couple times I think our next collaboration should be uh, yes I would like to write another verse to this I'm going to oh, save oh, this video do. and please I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to think about it. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to have y'all back on the show and have you play it and I'll fucking sing you my part. Oh, okay. Corey's going to drop some bars so on excited. a remix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This will be uh, our, uh, that, you know, that Bob Till- Bob Dylan song, uh, when I paint my masterpiece. Yeah. You know, that the the band did better. This yeah, is our but masterpiece. But he keeps changing it every, you know, 10 to 20 years. Yeah. That's, that yeah. diarrhea song's our masterpiece. So. Oh, that's fucking that's wonderful gentlemen i mean if that doesn't magnum make opus it, everything o- is gonna magnum be opus. different <laughs> your trojan magnum opus yeah yeah we'll keep <laughs> yeah. adding to that <laughs> well guys if that doesn't make you want to go out uh right now and get tickets to see them uh work <laughs> for the very last time with bobcat gold <laughs> they're not gonna be back no if anyone on earth would love the shit out of that it's bobcat uh, Goldthwaite. I think that, like, I think he's probably the perfect mainstream comedian for y'all to open for. That, like, he sort of has 
a built-in audience that I don't think, I think anyone that likes Bobcat Goldthwaite is going to be like, oh, there's a band that talks about cum and eating grandma's diapers. Fucking <laughs> hey, this is art. You know what I mean? Make a movie about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My new movie's about a guy that eats diapers. Yeah, we're essentially uh, the two-piece version of Barry Crimmins, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but for real though, uh, how captivated were y'all with the submarine shit? Was that not an amazing? Oh, I moment? paid attention, dude. It was so crazy. I I'm an Uber Eats driver, so I listened to the news uh, for like eight hours a day, and they were covering all day long, which is hilarious because there were never any developments. It was just <laughs> no, constantly like we can't yep, find five people stuck in the ocean. Who knows? Well, well every I mean, time the- you gave me an update, it just seemed to get dumber and funnier <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, we were. Yeah, the up- like. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's funny seeing the people who are like billionaire sympathizers who are like, it's wrong to laugh at the people who are dead, and it's like, no, it's really not. It's fine. But you we've all laughed at that- our dead people. But you want to know something that I love is that those people were few and far between. Like, yeah. I was actually expecting to see a lot more of those people. Like, frankly. Yeah. I, w- I was expecting basically every single conservative is going to take the side of the billionaires because that's what they do with everything. Like, it doesn't matter what the problem is. If a billionaire did something, they're going to defend them. But, like, I didn't find that to be the case. Like, no. dude, I went – like, I was – my big litmus test for anything is, like, how does my mom and dad feel about it? Because they are very conservative people. Sure. And – uh and I went to the house, and I'd been just fucking dying at all this shit. And I was like, I'm going to go over to their house. I'm going to make some fucking submarine jokes. And my mom is going to be like, you know, if those were a bunch of liberals on that, you wouldn't, you know, you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be saying on this. Too but my mom, uh, my mom, literally, I go, oh, so the submarine people, huh? And I just kind of gave her the floor, and she's like, uh, yeah. Play stupid fucking games, win stupid fucking prizes. I don't know what to tell you. And and I was just like, I was like, oh my god, thank God. And we just started roasting them. And, and I'm, I may, I don't think it was on Well Read. It might have been on my Substack, which is a uh, people of this podcast know that is a part-time funnyman.com that's all my bonus stuff you can sign up over there it's five dollars a month unless you don't have five dollars a month in which case it's free that's how that works so um i think i you don't if you don't have five (laughs) dollars hey um most of them don't and that's totally fine um so the, the the point that i made over there and i truly believe this and i felt it at first, and then I, it was like cemented for me for the days afterwards that like, this is the most united. And it, now, by the way, it ended immediately with the Supreme Court ruling. But at that time, it was the most united the country had been since 912. You know yeah, what I mean? Like everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone was look at these stupid fucking idiots with an Xbox controller. Everyone yeah. from all sides, all races, all all classes. We were all just sitting there going, man, isn't this great that these yeah. fucking like because like every detail they came out with was just like how Even more ridiculous. The fuck yeah. Do you and it proved and it also proved a really good point, which is like. Some people are really good at making money. Well, which first off, the the if you were born into it, that's really easy. But like, you can be smart at one thing and be a complete dumbass for everything else. Like yeah. that's possible. Like some people are like stock savants, but like they can't 
they don't know how to fucking like open a door. No. You know what I mean? They couldn't so, be yeah. on this podcast. Talking is not not everybody. No, they can't. To. No, they, they can't. But it was. I just thought that that was a that was such a, a wonderful time in history that I don't think. Like I said, I thought we were all united, and then boom, here comes the Supreme Court bullshit, which yeah. we don't have to get into. It was such a fleeting moment. But like, we need once a year for billionaires to go up in a hot air balloon. You know, and just like we all get to shoot them down. Like you get to you pay like, you know, a thousand dollars. You get as many shots as you want at the billionaire. <laughs> hot air uh, well, I think what was fascinating and I think what what captivated a lot of the minds of every, were you now this is fucked up. But were you like a little bit disappointed when you found out it imploded? In, uh, no, that and hit not, for me. Oh, okay. wait, that they didn't suffer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i think we was all were I, like okay with it like when they weren't suffering but like with the part where we were all imagining them suffering there was part of me that being like this is pretty funny like yeah it, it's like a good it reminded me of like the ending of seinfeld a little bit you know yeah, right. it's just a bunch of people just stuck at the bottom of yeah. the ocean being like well yeah. this sucks and we're gonna die my take yeah. when when it imploded i immediately felt better about making fun of them yeah, I, see, I'm with you. No, I'm with I'm with you 100. percent Like they got like we should all be lucky to go by to way of implosion. Yeah, because yeah. the the way that I was reading it was like it it happened in like 0. 0.03 milliseconds. They literally which is, would never have. Known. Which is way yeah. yeah. Which is way shorter than the time your body can even process pain. So like yeah. they it you can't get more immediate than that. And like when you implode. Like you're 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 gone immediately. Yeah. Like there's it just a stain. Six thousand times since you started. Yeah, talking. like just bam, yeah, bam, right. Bam, bam. Yes, exactly. There's just a tiny the stain. The fucking in that privilege sub- these fucking I billionaires know. get. That's they what don't I'm even saying. have to feel fucking they don't pain have to when die they long? die, or Fuck they don't even you. have to be, or no, they don't they even have to d- be. The slow way is what they fucking deserved. Well, no, what they deserved was to be rescued on the brink of death. And then we get to all make fun of them forever. That was yeah. be what they deserve. Like they deserved to live and know that this man took a million dollars for them. And then we laughed them out of the fucking country. That's what they deserved. What they got was a thing that I genuinely wish would happen to me right now. <laughs> I would love it if my it's house so imploded. Nice to imploded. Is your house yeah, well, underwater? <laughs> you know, I was I was actually thinking about that the he other day. He imploded in his like, waterbed. <laughs> like with with how we know that depression is rampant, and there's more people that have depression than will let on, and which means that statistically, every single time a plane has been going down, there's been at least one person on the plane that was like, "Fuck yes," and like That's probably true. audibly. Yeah. Probably audibly, and like I like to think of them like everyone's crying, and they're just looking at them, just fucking doing the cabbage patch. Like, yeah. oh, fucking hey, I get that to do this. It's not suicide. I'm going yeah. to heaven. This is fucking great. So, what else do you guys have going on this year? I know these three <laughs> dates, but I, I want to know. I want to know more about the good cop, rad cop life. You doing spots in Atlanta? Where can people see you most often? Yeah, I mean, down in Atlanta, if they follow us on Instagram and uh, TikTok, uh, we're always posting our dates and where we're at around the city. Sometimes it's like, you know, you just hop on a show, you know, no no real notice. But yeah, we're out here. We're, we come up to chat about once every couple months. Um, we're going to be in Cincinnati in what's 
September 2nd, baby. September 2nd. Oh, we'll be in okay. Huntsville. After the Bobcat run, oh, we're going to yeah. be in Huntsville, Alabama for Epic Comedy Fest okay. that Friday and Saturday. That'll be the so 21st. Like, okay, we have 22nd. like a five-day run there. We're doing... Where can people get the tickets to Cincinnati? Because we have a, a good bit of well readers are from the Cincinnati oh, yeah. area. Um, come see us. Uh, I think that's it's at Bombs, Bombs, Away, Away Bombs Away Comedy. Comedy. So okay. probably tickets are probably uh, available at Bombs Away Give Comedy. T- go on go ahead Instagram and Google that. Their- <laughs> Bombs Away Comedy in September. Is this a 9-11 themed show? This is no. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, <laughs> no, right on. Yeah, yeah, it's for the invasion themed. of Iraq, actually. Uh, <laughs> we're big One fans of, my favorite of invasions. Operation Shock and Awe. Yeah, Operation yeah. Shock and Awe. That's kind of what our band does. Um, well, if I could switch back to interview mode real quick, because I am curious. Uh, another thing about like, you know, it, maybe bombing is easier because there's two of you on stage and it takes you a little while longer to get your chemistry together because you're not a solo person performing. On that note, when it comes to the writing, um, is it based? I don't know how y'all go about it because everybody has their own thing. Like for me. I never really just sit down and go, today I'm going to write a joke. You know what yeah. I mean? Like for, for me, it's like I keep a running notepad of little ideas that I have. And then one day I'll go, okay, let me look at all this and see which one that I, but I don't go from just like sit down, write joke. So basically, how does it work with y'all? Are you just walking around, you think of something funny and you just pick up the guitar? Yeah, basically, like yeah. Uh, a good bit of our song has been written that way. Sometimes we'll uh, just decide we're going to hang out for a couple hours. We'll right. riff out. We'll play some chords or whatever and just start singing. And usually something will come to us like that. Yeah. Um, a big thing for us is deadlines. So if somebody. Deadlines yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> if like we have a show where we have to write a new yep. song for it. Will that will help us because we'll be like, well, we fucking have to do it, and whether it's good or not, you're kind of stuck with it. And most of the time, it's going to be good. It works out pretty well for we're us. We're generally most of the time, pretty fun. Yeah. Like we're very anxious people, so when we feel that, right? Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we put go that for energy it. up on stage, and like it's it goes generally pretty well most of the time. Um, is, but is yeah, I mean, when you- it comes to writing, it we we both kind of will take this. You know, we'll write a lot of it together. Is one of you more the melody guy and one of you more the words guy, or is it just kind of like it's just hey on Tuesday it was this and on Wednesday it was fucking this? It's more the second, I think. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah we we do change it all up on stage. Um, sometimes Ryan will come up with like good concepts for songs, and I can work on like the definition, you know. Right. So like left to my own devices, I I can't always write a good song, but Ryan will come up with an excellent idea. And right. then uh, we can like roll that around in the rock tumbler or whatever. And yeah. it usually spit out something pretty badass. Yeah. I generally have a hard time getting like an idea going like, all right, where can we take this? Like where, where does it start? Like be like, this is what I wanted to do. Well, how do we get the ball rolling? And then Dave will just start rolling the ball and then I'll just kick it back and forth and be yeah. like, until we find something we like. The two, the two piece, man. It's very, yeah, it's effective. Really very convenient. Well, well, we were talking about Bob Dylan changing his shit earlier, and that's that's yeah. a thing that I kind of wanted to get into on the difference between a joke and a song, um, because I've always thought about this when like. I, when I would go see like you know Todd Snyder or Sturgill or whoever the fuck, I'm like they do a song, and then like it, it's kind of it's the so. 
touring bands and stuff, they have it kind of backwards as comedians. Bands will put out an album and then tour that album, whereas comedians tour and then record an album based on the material they oh, did on yeah. the tour. Yeah. And so with a band, like if they, they were, they cut the song, then they go start touring it. And it's like, they on the road, someone might think of a better line for the song, but it's mm-hmm. like you can't. It was already fucking recorded. But in comedy, we know that a joke's not really done until you've done it a yeah. hundred fucking times. Do you guys feel that way with a song? Are you comfortable with like, hey, let I know we've been doing it like this, but like, let's change this. Have you done that? Absolutely. We changed the song to our we changed the lyrics to our closer uh, not too long ago. And that's a song that's like 10 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, we just... Because it's never done. A joke is never done. We're very... I mean, if we think something's going to fit better, or if we just think, like, maybe this was good in 2018, but now it's not hitting anymore, we'll revise. We'll edit. We don't give... It's all about, like, the experience right then. Like, we want to make sure the audience currently is having the best time possible. Mm -hmm. So... And And also the benefit of that is, like, we'll we also have a little bit more grace with quiet moments as a band. Like we can right. tell what lines are not getting laughs yeah. and being, and sometimes that's designed, but then sometimes we're like, man, I, I wish we were getting a little bit more laughs here. So, you know, we'll just cut that yeah. line. You know, if it requires more laughter, you know, we'll yeah. just and jump the, in there. The benefit of writing songs about diarrhea is that uh, there is no <laughs> ego involved. Yeah. Like, it's, no. not, it's not yeah. like that's what my soul said to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very rarely are me and Dave just like, I yeah. wrote that. I'm not one. betraying like, some no. influence. No. Like we, yeah, we it's like, just... hey, if you can top gagging on my dad's balls, go for it. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. yeah. It's like, we don't yeah. care. Usually the punchline is going to be really dumb, but... Um, and I think one thing we really prioritize and one thing I think, I, I mean, let me know if you're seeing this more. I think with TikTok and everything, there's more people talking at shows and there's like more crowd work. Yes. And there's oh a lot my more God. It, it's the yeah. bane of my existence. We, yeah. I feel I can, the same way. I, can, I think we're old heavy. I can that. count. And, and like, here's the deal. It's a double-edged sword because... I totally understand why comedians post crowd work videos because their managers have told them, Hey, you got to put out content, content, content. Yep. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, but I don't want to burn all my fucking jokes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they're like, Oh, okay. If this happens, then I can put it out and I'm not giving away any material. But to me, what has happened is, and again, it's a double-edged sword. I get it. But to me, it has trained the audience to be like, they want me to talk talk. here because when I go on Instagram, when I go on Instagram, I see everybody talking and like, Mm -hmm. so I can't fault the audience as much as I used to. But like before the pandemic, I can count on one hand how many times I got heckled on the well-read comedy tour, not Mm -hmm. me in general, but like we had a very, we have a very respectful audience. It's just that after the pandemic, I have noticed they're a little bit more chit chatty and I'm, I know that it's this. There's no, oh, it's either that or everybody forgot how to behave, which, you know, whatever. Um, but I don't yes. think it's that. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Really but do. I agree. Well, one thing we do with that is we don't really do a lot of crowd work at per se right. of like where we talk to an individual mm-hmm. a lot. Well, of course, well, there's two of you. You both yeah, got to right. be on the same page for that. What we do instead is we do these things like we have songs that are kind of designed to get the entire crowd participating right. in what yeah. we're doing. And if they sweet, feel like you're they're, sweet Caroline's. Yeah. Exactly. They exactly. feel like they're participating or and being active in it, then uh, that that 
desire gets fulfilled. Yeah, I guess. Right. And then if somebody is talking too much, we'll just shut them up with singing and with playing. the guitar. Yeah. That's see, okay, that's another thing I wanted to talk about because like, and I've you know. I'm friends with a lot of musicians, like, uh, you know, musicians like listening to comedy podcasts. So I'm very fortunate that some musicians that I love are past have kind of crossed. And I've always said, I was like, I, I do feel like one of the advantages, well, first off, I think that music is way harder than stand up. I do. But I also am like, one of the advantages, though, that y'all have <laughs> is that if the audience is. If the audience is really loud and being crazy, you can just fucking, you know what yep. I mean? Like yep. you can just do that. And so I'm, I'm really glad that y'all have that kind of cheat code in comedy. I would fucking, mm-hmm. I just need to get a gong and just keep it up there with <laughs> me and we we'll just beat it. Yeah, Dude, I, I'm not going to tell you to do that, but if you did that, I think it would work. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's a I good idea. Think. You could just get like a fucking, you know, just no like, anytime, anytime like a new comic. <laughs> Anytime a young comic will ask me for advice, Shut I'm just the fuck like, up. get a second person and a guitar, and he'll talk over you and fucking yeah. blow a whistle. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, he's doing it to me right now, and it's working. I want to stop talking. <laughs> I'm loving it. Do you have that soundboard with you uh, when you're on stage? Do you do? No, not yet. We have so we have a keyboard that's actually set up to do some of that, but we have not really used it. Kind of the benefit where we are right now, as far as the knack goes, is like we need to be as easy as possible. Yeah. To book. So yeah, of it's a guitar and two mics. You know, we need that's... to be that simple. But given our own like headlining stuff, we have keyboards. We have like fun things we can bring in, but most of the time we are. Yeah, that's simple. It's also worth saying yeah. you throw in a second instrument, all of a sudden Ryan is doing eighty-two percent of the work. So right, like, and, and it's better and, if we have like a half going on. And, we got to find and here's a way to where incorporate the, them both. And here's where it's the complete opposite. Where I said like when it's a crowd making a lot of noise, advantage musician. But when it comes to traveling, advantage comedian, a hundred percent. Because mm-hmm. all I have to do is bring my body. That's literally yep. all I have to bring. And sometimes it's not even all the way together. As long as I yep. show up in some form. And I've thought about that. Like as much fucking trouble as I've had at the airport just with my body, I cannot imagine having a, a piano, a guitar, trusting your exactly. fucking whole life to Delta. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? They don't get, no. they, they literally like, Almost ritualistically, it seems, murder dogs. Destroy your like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you think they give a fuck about a guitar? Have yeah, y'all noticed keep the that sky gods happy? <laughs> have y'all noticed that your influences have started to change now that you're doing something sort of different in the comedy world? Like, do you now go back and listen to some old Pinkerton and Bowden that you wouldn't have listened to before? Because you're like, well, I'm doing fucking music comedy now. I gotta gotta check out the greats. I think Weird I Al pay- does he come up a lot more? We talk about them sometimes. I think in in terms of like influence, I look a lot more to music than I ever did mm-hmm. when I did stand up. Like I'll I'll listen to a radio and I'm like, okay, here's a a B side song. We can uh, make fun of this. Like right. just trying to listen to songs that are uh, older that haven't really been like parodied so much or at all, and trying to make something out of that. Uh, whereas with That's comedy. Yeah, yeah. I was that's what y'all should at- do forever is just B side '60s record parodies that no one will yeah. even know it's a parody. So exactly. it, it just seems like you're writing it's an original, really and it's cheating. like really good. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, it's not. It's completely legal. 
Yeah, I I think as far as influence goes, yeah, I mean, uh, I've been more interested in musical comedy. I watch a lot more of it now just to see like what I like and what I don't like. There's a handful of people doing it that I go, okay, don't do, and they're doing a good job. There's always a negative, I, it's, but it's not your shit. I don't, yeah. but I'm like, that's not yeah. what I want to do. So it's like, if yeah. I ever have the instinct to do it and then I see somebody doing it, then I go, okay, I'm glad I got to see the person I don't like doing this. So I know that my instinct is off or, right. you know, so like, you know, sometimes you just watch that shit a little bit and then, uh, but I mean, there's some, I mean, there's a very, very good comedy music out there. And I mean, there's some great music out there that I, I listen to as well that I'm, I'm very influenced by. Who are some uh, musical acts that I don't know of that I would be interested in? Cause I assume you just know more than me. Ooh. Like I know, you know, I know fucking obviously. He doesn't have an Al. answer for that. He doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's like, okay. oh, music, like musical comedy acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like, so, no, there's just, some just, new good ones just good copy. Just good copy. Okay. Radiohead's pretty that's funny. Fair. Radiohead uh, is really funny. Fucking, uh... <laughs> no, um, I mean, Two Tree Hill is doing some really cool shit. I think um, there's. Uh, uh, and that's it. Does, <laughs> you know who I almost? You know who I almost consider. Uh, musical comedy is the fucking mountain goats. Like yeah. they're not. They're so I know funny. they're not because they obviously have a bunch of serious songs that are all great. They're mm-hmm. all fucking po- poetic. John is an amazing writer. But like you, you tell me that no children isn't the funniest m- song that has ever been written, sure. and yeah. I will tell you you're a fucking idiot. Like it's so goddamn funny, and John I'm just like Prime I'm so jealous. Great. Yeah, John Prine's like the funniest songwriter there is. That's true, and and that's so fu- like it's you, Andrew Jackson Jihad or AJJ right. now, but like the only difference is the ratio, right? Yeah, like our songs have a high ratio, if not ex- exclusive ratio, of being comedic. If we right. dipped it down to like forty two percent, who knows what kind of band we are? You'd be yeah. John Prine, could, yeah. I've yeah always exactly. said. We could, and we then we would any. never get, but like we would never get booked. <laughs> we, would, if we were, we if wouldn't we get were, booked on comedy shows. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't get booked on comedy shows, and so and that's been beneficial because we mostly get booked on comedy shows. But every well, now and then, we comics get are on cool. And we like hanging out with them. Yeah. So. But it's also really fun. I like doing shows with bands a lot too, yeah. because like oddly enough, I mean, because I'm not a great guitar player, and I mean, we're we write fun songs, but like we're as far as bands go, we're the worst band on any bill yeah. we're on. But people everything. still enjoy it. But bands, <laughs> so, love yeah, like, bands, bands just like you guys are the shit, and we're like, I wish you, they I do. wish we had more songs about diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, dude, and you know what's so great fun. that y'all do something that I don't know if it can be coached or not. Um, but you both like you sound good, like you both have good voices and you harmonize with each other well, but at the same time, you sound funny. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. sing funny, but it like it's easy to sing funny if you're singing bad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like you sing good but funny, and that is a very, very, very unique skill. Uh, that to is, do that, yeah, that's high praise. Like, like I said, <laughs> very it high be, praise. It will. It would just be so. Like if you were to be like, oh, we want to sound funny. Okay, go up there and suck. But it's like, no, we actually need to have. We need to have harmony and not offend people's ears. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we don't want to be too fucking good. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, dude, fucking obviously, y'all don't even come fucking close to Tenacious D. But like, Jack Black, <laughs> Jack hey, Black, but, but Jack Black, I'm kidding. You're you're very close. Hey, but, buddy. And we all know it. Uh, but Jack Black does that where it's like he has a Juilliard fucking voice, but mm-hmm. it's somehow funny. Like he figured yeah. out like. Yeah. 
like you can tell it's a comedy song even if he doesn't say anything funny just by the way that he you know vocalizes or whatever but like if jack black wanted to have just been in a metal band he could have absolutely done that and they would have been fucking awesome yeah i think it goes back to the hippie shit of unreadable auras where jack black just has something about him where when he's singing a song you go okay he's not taking this seriously yeah and so i shouldn't either yeah right yeah, he's got a fun aura. He's just got a he's fun energy. He's not crying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like Peaches, Peaches is actually doesn't have really any funny words in it. Like no, song, but he sings it funny. funny. But it's funny. Yeah. But it's funny because he sings it funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of singing funny, I would love it if you guys would play us off. I know that you've got to go, so I want to end the show here with you playing something. I know y'all have got to go to the studio. You were telling me earlier you got to you know, get your <laughs> flights booked for the Bobcat show. you got to fucking sign autographs and shit. Um, but if you guys wouldn't mind playing us off, normally at this point when we end the show, I sing a little ditty. Uh, what do you say? Do you want to uh, thank you all for listening to the Well Read Show. We'd love to stick around longer, but we got to go. A tune in next week if you got nothing to do. Thank you. God bless you. Good night and skew. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good closeout. Almost don't want to overwrite that. No, no. <laughs> Give it up for Corey. But now it's y'all's turn. All right, um, we're going to do uh, – do you want to do Took a Train to Georgia? Or yeah. Do wanna, yeah, we'll do Took a Train to Georgia. We're just going to – this excited. one. This one's about public transportation. <laughs> well, she stepped off the Marta at 3.05, and from there it was a 10-minute Uber drive, and then she kicked down my door and shouted out my name. And then she whipped out a strap on big and long and she said, this here will make you write a song. Then she bent me over, put a ball gag in my face. Where are my fellas at? Come on. Yeah, she took took a train train to Georgia Georgia, and then she ran ran a train train on me. All right. It It was was fast and strong as she chugged along on the track that was on its knees. I'm the track. Yeah, she took took a train to Georgia and it was all the rage. And now she keeps my tiny cock in a little cage. All right, kids love this song. It's, it's like, like chugga, 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 skew, yeah. All right, we're doing it. It's like chugga, 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 skew, chugga, 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 skew, chugga, chugga, skew, yeah. All right. Well, she pulled it down. She said she was done. I said, hold on just a second there, hun. I was just about to come. Just a little bit. And she grit her teeth and she shoved it in. I said, this This here might be a sin, but I kind of want you to fuck me until I shit. All right. (laughs) Kids love it. Then she (laughs) took a train to Georgia. Then she ran a train on me. Hell yeah. It was fast and strong as it chugged along on a track that was on its knees. She took a train to Georgia and it was all the rage. And now she keeps my tiny cock in a little cage. My Thank God, you so y'all! Much. That was good cop, Brad Cobb. Please go see him with Bobcat Goldthwait in Knoxville, in Chattanooga, and in Charlotte. Thank you, boys, for joining the show. We Thank really you appreciate for having us. What a delight! This, this has awesome. been great. Dude, absolutely. And again, my uh, me and Trey's new book, Round Here, Over Yonder, you can get it right now by going to CoreyRyanForrester.com and pre-ordering the bitch. Also, all that will be in the description. Love y'all so much, and we'll see you next week. Love you, skew. Bye.